Well, good Friday morning for those of you on the West Coast, a little after 10 o'clock, those on the East Coast, good afternoon. Hope you've been having a good day. I know a lot of people have been having quite the frustrated day. And I, I know that me and Gary, we spoke earlier today, and we thought this is a really good day to just not bring that up. And as the day got worse, because we, we got an email this morning, um, and the email was basically just you guys can take down the banner, which is what we've done, and I've already told you guys that. You'll see it if we didn't tell you. And that was just terminating an advertising situation. But uh, as we dig deeper into this whole thing and then seeing people's responses, it became more evident that uh, this is going to get a little more crazy and probably needed to be uh, addressed on this call. So we're going to do that. One of the things that um, we talked about this morning is, you know, we're sitting in a position of what we know and what we think, and we can't really assume anything at this point. And, Gary, I'll let you speak a little bit to this this situation before I go too far. But one of the things we've seen is there's things happening in the media. There's things happening around the world. There's things happening in our own backyards, being in our Dinar backyards, not in our physical backyards, that we can see things taking a turn, taking a little bit of a shift. And to guess what that is right now, we could be a little guessing on this call, but factually, I don't really know. We, we did know that there was going to be some things happen because of the way things were being done. And I don't know that this is what we expected, but I also don't know that this is bad at this point. Gary, you want to touch on that before I go too far, or I can consume it? <laughs> well, I think I think you're doing a, a good job of just saying, you know, uh, as we're looking at these things, we're not sure, you know, what, what the direction is until we actually have facts. And we have always been very careful to make sure that until we can confirm and and uh, document and back it up, we're not going to be the people jumping to conclusions. Um, you know, I, I can put a number of spins on this one. <laughs> I can put a real good spin that will have everybody celebrating tonight, and I can put another spin on it that will have everybody crying in their soup tonight. And do I want to take and give either spin when I have the foggiest idea of uh, what the reality is? No, I'm not going to be that foolish. But, um, you know, there, there's, there is a lot of uh, things that are going on. Well, one of the things we spoke of, and uh, I, I will address this, Abraham had spoken, and a few others have spoke about currency drying up when this got close. And I am absolutely positively not trying to be encouraging or positive at this point. You guys know me. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, us I usually get called on the, on the grass for on the carpet for doing the opposite of that. But these are some facts. They talked about things being dried up, dried up as far as the currency goes. I believe we all thought that meant the CBI. But how many places in the United States can you purchase dinar now? The biggest one was taken out. Three small ones were taken out. Another one was taken out. And now this morning, another one's been shut down. Have they been shut down for doing wrong things? Uh, they're just shut down for doing suspicious things. Let's say that. We don't even know that Sterling did anything wrong. We heard rumor. I'm not an attorney, and I wasn't sitting in the, in the room, so I don't know what they got shut down for. But I, I know that Sam did not shut his doors right after. He continued to do the same thing. But has there been a little bit of a conversation in the legal area about the selling of dinar? How much can you make? Uh, the selling of dinar on reserves? All of these things, all those things above. You can get, get shut down and be uh, put under investigation just for those things. But why would they want to do that? Why would the Fed want to come in and do that? Because that's what people are thinking happened. Well, wouldn't that be a drying up of a sort? Now, if you look at the news, there's a lot of things going on in the news that also speak to Iraq taking a big position right now. 
not only about the 400 million barrels of oil that are being added to the OPEC and the Iran situation and some of the things their governments are doing, some of the things that some outside countries are actually, actually supporting and talking about. Now, we know there's a lot of negative stuff on ISIS as well, but we see negative ISIS combined with look at the security accomplishments. We see all these other things financially happening on top of it, you know, exposing how much they're making this sovereign country. So in the midst of all of these things that I, we both have thought were somewhat positive, on the news front, we had this situation with Dinar Corp. Guess what? You can't buy any more Dinar right now. I don't know why that is. But you'd have a real hard time right now buying 5 million Dinar if you wanted to. Gary, have you seen something? No, the only thing I was going to say, too, is, um, uh, you know, we've got to be careful of using the word shutting down. We do know that in a number of states, as um, some of the uh, uh, entities or the, the the companies that were marketing um, IQD, they had to take and shut down for so many days before they were allowed to move and get their license at the next level. So I don't know if there and if you remember in Texas, he could not take any sales. And we do know that he's been moving forward on that. So until I'm just saying, here's the either or. So. Do I know they're shut down? No. Do I think they are? I have the foggiest idea. All I know is they said that uh, they, you know, we, we removed the banners point. So I'm, I'm going to be very careful on that side as the term I use. Well, I'm going to say that they asked us to shut down the banners and they're not answering our calls. So I'm going to say okay. shut down. Okay. So I'm not real appreciative of the lack of information. I'll put it, I'll put it that way. And I'm not going to mince my words. I'm sure they're listening. But, um, you know, there should have been more communication so we understand. Legally, sometimes you can't say certain things, but from a, a point of uh, perception, a point of honesty, a point of friendship, you do pick up the phone and say something. And so I've been a little frustrated on that one. I may find out that someone just can't do that. And I still won't regret what I'm saying because, as you guys listen, we need to be very candid on what we believe. And I do believe they've got some challenges. I don't believe they've done anything illegally. I don't think they've done anything wrong, but I think they should have been better about telling us because we've supported their name, we've supported their banner, and to just let us do it on our own? Nah, I wouldn't do that to anybody unless, I, unless they were just people I didn't care about. So that's, that's my honest, blunt opinion. Um, that, that's where we sit as far as the Corp. But, but Gary, one of the things we were talking about, even this week we've been talking about, some of the things that are going on in the, in the industry of Iraq is starting to shape up very, very quickly. Uh, they're talking very negatively and I'll let you go into the whole Russian situation, but they're talking very negatively in some ways, and they're talking positive ways in another. But the positive part seems to overshadow the negative. When it talks about security increasement and uh, being satisfied on the accomplishments and now counting their barrels openly, which they've done before, but they're now counting them to some uh, pretty good groups in what they're trying to factor them in as. And you don't factor them in if they're going to be shut down because of ISIS. You factor them in and you think they're going to be secured. So these things have been positive for us. Um, this news this morning, which hit us by email late, late, late last night, early this morning, um, kind of took us by surprise, and, and you guys as well. But let's remember that that's just a dealer. Um, we don't know that they won't open up the minute after this is done, and they still become where we revalue our, our dollars and we have a, you know, a friend in the industry type thing. We don't know. We can't say that. So I'm, I'm not being negative. I'm just being blunt. But, Gary, I'm, I'm not really that discouraged today about the news. Although we're both surprised, I mean, don't you see a lot of positive? Well, I, I see a lot of things, and again, I can put a, 
a positive spin on things. I can put a negative spin on it. Um, we can see that, you know, we were told that the sales would be limited, minimized, uh, cut back. Um, at the same time, you know, we're looking at an issue that's becoming a major issue, and that's ISIS. Um, I think that's kind of a uh, uh, issue that, uh, no matter where it came from, has gotten out of control. Um, I was reading articles today, and even uh, Russia was saying that over 2,000 uh, people from their territories have left to join and fight with ISIS, uh, not against them, but alongside of them. So we've got that situation that's growing there. Um, at the same time, we are looking at things that are going on in, um, you know, outside and inside Iraq. And we know that Iraq is coming to a position where even war shared with us that because of what's happened to their irrigation systems and things, you're going to need the ability to buy food from outside your country, which means you're going to have to have a currency that has a little more buying power, especially when you're importing. The other thing that's really interesting, and let me back up and remind, you know, everybody, if we go back months ago, okay, um, we were talking about things when they did the inspection, or I should say when the U.N. Security Council was meeting, they basically said, hey, there's some things that you still have to accomplish. And a couple of those things that they were pointing to is that they had, um, you know, the UN said, hey, you needed to be able to implement, you know, your tariff program. You needed to be able to be part of, you know, a full member of the World Trade Organization. Right now you're just, you know, uh, you know, a, a beginner, uh, you know, watching what's going on. We want you to be able to come back to that position. Well, the two things that they said that they had to do to get back to that position was what? They needed to implement their, their, their tariffs and they needed to be able to, um, have a tradable currency. And if we look at that, you know, we've got to fall back and, and remember the, the foundational pieces because if you go back, uh, to have a recognizable currency is critical and the UN Charter basically specifically um, address that. I think, again, we said, we said we want to get them to Article 8 and those two things are factors in Article 8. Well, if we look at what's going on, we can see that they're saying something's going to happen in August. Now, remember, I'm not trying to predict anything here. I'm just trying to tell you, here's a spin. You want a spin? Here's a spin, okay? Everybody wants a spin. They're shutting down. Oh, we're in a panic. Hey, the world's getting bad. Well, here's another spin to try to put some foundation on something. We've got a country that's going, hey, we're going to implement these tariffs, and we're going to take, and, and they were closing the borders. Why are we closing the borders? So we can control everything that comes in and out. When did they say they wanted these tariffs implemented? They wanted to implement them here in the near future. I'm not going to give the date. Everybody's been saying what the date is, whatever the date is, whenever they do it, you know, that will mean that they've implemented those tariffs. Those tariffs are important. Why? Because it's supposed to generate over $2 billion by the end of September. That will help them with their budget to make up the difference or the shortage in the budget. Now, here's my question. Can you implement these tariffs and taxes and everything else if you don't have an affordable a currency that will afford that or allow you to cover it? So here we've got some scenarios that if we're just looking and listening and monitoring and watching, we can see that, whoa, hold it. The UN told us that they needed these things to happen. They told us that they needed to get their 
tariffs in place, their taxes in place. They needed to have a what? Tradable currency. And we know Article 8 said to do that. You have to have it at a certain level. And now we're looking and we're watching, and everybody over there is talking about what? Implementing the taxes and tariffs. Of course, we see them moving on a lot of other fronts. Now, I'm not trying to say anything is inside Iraq or outside. If we have somebody that even raises that question, I'll cut them off. Here's the bottom line. Inside, outside. UN is saying here's what you need. Inside, Iraq is saying this is what we're doing. Okay? Inside, outside. Hey, we got two hands. Okay? So is this a positive? I think it's very positive, Dan. And so there's a lot of things happening. Is it going to happen tomorrow? Is it going to happen August 1st? Is it going to happen August 15th? I don't know, but all I can tell you is Iraq is closer than it's ever been. It's got a government in place. Yes, it's got some major issues going on. But, again, I think what we're seeing is when we heard what happened in the meeting up in Canada, Canada basically acknowledged that two-day meeting that they were going to deal and came up with ways and plans to handle uh, the whole ISIS crisis. We know that as we look at the news, they're making headway. Yes, they are. And ISIS is trying to do as much damage as they can while they're being handled. But we also know Iran seeing ISIS as a terrible threat. We know what's going on in Turkey. We know all the countries around Iraq are saying, hey, we'd rather deal with them in Iraq than let them go anywhere else. And are they going to protect the oil sources? I believe the message that they're sending to the world is the world or the coalition is going to stand and protect the resources. So is there a lot of pieces coming together? Yes. Am I in a panic this morning? No. Dan, if you want to pick it up from there, go right ahead. <laughs> Didn't you guys hear Gary say he wasn't going to be too positive or give out too much information? Gary, if you would gave the date and rate, it was the only way you could have been more positive. Uh, no, I'm not pushing the date. I'm just trying to say I see a positive. I'm, I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. You didn't yeah. say anything I wouldn't have said. I'm just messing around. But, no, it's hard not to say all the things you just said because what we're seeing. So I was, I was just kidding you. Um, it's what we talked about before the call. Do we actually say these things? It'll almost sound like we're pumping something. But it's all factual. And it's what makes us suspiciously excited at this point. And I'm not saying that this day is heightened in excitement. I'm not trying to take away from what happened with Dinar Corp and what may be going on up there. We're just being honest. If we're trying to figure out what's going on with them, we don't know because they haven't called us. Um, do we think that they did something to get in trouble? I, I didn't think they were doing anything to get in trouble. That's why we were still friends with this company, literally. It wasn't just a banner up there. It was a friendship type thing. So and it still is. We just don't know why we had to yank it down. So we're not saying these things with uh, the NAR information that Gary just let out there. We'll open up the call here, put it into a Q&A mode anyways. Uh, we'll try to keep it a little more controlled this morning. But um, only trying to put it out there this way so that we understand the whole situation. And so, yeah, there's some negative stuff that come out this morning. Maybe it fits the bill of what we're already talking about. Maybe, maybe these are the things that, that really meant something. You know, these are the way we're supposed to take care of it. I, I, don't, I don't know. But we've got Arizona 602, Gary, coming up first if you want to take over there. Or you want me to do it? Ah, you want to do it that way. Okay, we're in control of it. Um, 602, you're on. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Gary, I had a question that I would like to address, and, and I, I just don't understand this, and, and I, too, am positive about everything. But it's always bothered me about the 50K and 100K notes. And I don't listen religiously, but I do listen a lot to your calls. You probably have addressed this before, but I've heard a lot of people asking, 
if they're going to add value to their currency, why would they need those larger notes? Can you tell me, please? In, in other words, why are they putting them out there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Why would they need such... If it came out at $3, that's worth 300, uh, one note's worth $300,000. Why do they... It just seems opposite of counterintuitive to me. Well, uh, again, I, I don't understand why certain entities decide to do things like that. I do know that certain countries, including the United States, have some very large bills that are used for exchange between banking institutions and for, you know, um, commercial usage. I don't think they expect them out there for the average citizen to be walking around with. Okay. And I don't think you're going to find them at the ATM machine. Gosh, I hope not. Okay, well, thank, I, it just seems so counterintuitive that if you're going to add value, it would seem that you'd want lower things, not not higher. So it's always just bothered me, and I never have a chance to get on a call, so I thought I would. And and that's, if it doesn't bother you, it won't bother me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the answer to it. Dan, do you have any idea? Nope. No, okay. I, I don't understand it either. I kind of agree with her. I don't. It's never made sense to me, when, especially when they talk about having too much out there. Why they would talk about putting such large notes out there? If we're about to revalue, why are you going with the large? I mean, all the way around the board, nothing made sense on that one. So I, yep. I agree with her, and I wish I had an answer. All right, thank you. Hmm? Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, our next caller is. Go right ahead. You're on. Hello? 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 Hey, Gary, I can't, I can't see the board, so... 903. Hello? Uh, I don't know if the board's working. Okay. We're going down to the next one. 817. 817. Eight one seven. Well, what I'm going to do is clear the board here. You know what? I keep I keep seeing them mute themselves, which is strange. Yeah. I just came back in here to see what you're looking at. Eight one seven was unmuted. They muted themselves and. Yeah. Nine nine five one. Let's see if that one comes on. Nine five one. Oh, this is nine five one. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, thanks, Gary. Dan. Uh, good morning to Dan and good afternoon to Gary. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Good. Doing good. <laughs> uh, third time I called. I've, I've got a question. My, a couple of friends of mine and I were in this, and we've got several million uh, each in this thing. And it, it regards the LLC, we, we've got it going, and it's just about completed now. They tried to answer me, and then I said I was muted, and then they said I was unmuted. And now we can hear you, 950, for some reason. <laughs> I mean, 817. Oh, you can? Yeah, if you could hold on, but we couldn't hear you before. Now we can, so. If you'll hold on just a second, we'll finish up with 951 and come right back to you. Absolutely. We just couldn't hear you. Sorry. Sure. I don't know what Gary did wrong. <laughs> Go right ahead. 951. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, anyway, we have several million each, and we we, uh, we have it in Dong and Dinar. And uh, I know that Dinar is going to be uh, taxed one way or another sooner or later, and the Dong may not be taxed. And uh, the couple questions I have, should uh, 
the two currencies be in separate accounts if we put both of them in the LLC because one will be taxed, one not. And uh, the other question was, uh, will have we have any more access to the dong than the dinar being in an LLC and uh, less restricted? Or should we just keep the dong, keep it out, and just put it in an account in the bank and deal with it that way? That's my question. Yeah, I'm not I don't think I understand that. Well, what you were saying when you said take it in and put it out. I'm sorry, Gary. Are you talking? Well, I think what you saying. I think what you're saying is one currency will be taxed and another one won't. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Taking it out and putting it in and being taxed—they're all equal, equally treated. So, can well, you explain I'm, that? I'm, I'm lost there. I'm sorry. In the past, it was always taught that the dinar would being a—I mean, the dong being internationally traded uh, would not be like the dinar. The dong would not be taxed, and I was under that assumption. But if that isn't true, they're going to be taxed equally, then, I, then my question will be kind of uh, uh, not necessarily needed to be asked. I think they'll definitely be taxed e equally, yeah. or, or they're going to tax you. The, what they'll do is they'll tax you with one that makes you the most money. <laughs> but I've always believed that the dinar would be a taxable event um, at cash-in, and I just don't know what that's going to be. I've heard some horrible stories of 50-plus percent, and we've heard, you know, 25 percent. And I think it's going to depend on what the laws are. I know one gentleman who commented on that um, said a number, and I've been told by, well, I want to say by him, but I've been told by, by people that that number is maybe not going to be the correct number when it's all over. In other words, laws may happen right after it's done, and that's kind of what I believe, because there's no precedent right now for this type of a cash-in at this kind of a value. It's never really happened for this many people. So what are the governments going to do? Windfall tax um, and income tax, uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how they're going to classify it nor what the amount's going to be. Um, it'll be the best for the government and probably the worst for us, but minimum, I think we're looking in the 50% range unless we have a, you can disguise or protect some of it in LLC, but that's not being taxed less, it's just having a bigger write-off, which means more like 25, 30%. But those are the numbers I've been living with. On a guessing level, I have to say that because of the call here. All right, and the, and the numbers just shifted on the board, and I didn't do anything, so I'm beginning to wonder <laughs> what's going on. Um, I thought the next caller was lined up in the queue. Yes. Can you hear me? Right. Is that 817? Okay, go right ahead. And then there's okay. 610, yeah. Good. Okay. Well, this kind of dovetails into the your last response because um, I had I got a phone call late last night from a friend uh, a, that is part of a group that uh, has been friends with our family for 30 plus years have no question whatsoever about the integrity you know of what he said and and what transpired and <clears throat> according to him um, they went to uh, the bank yesterday, and um, they did an exchange, and it was at a Wells Fargo, and uh, they they did an exchange. Except there are a few things in this story that concern me, and um, one of them is that they're 30 days away, uh, that their funds are on a 30-day hold, but he gave a rate. He gave a tax rate. 
and but then he also uh, explained that uh, because of being a part of this group, that they were uh, required, I'll put it that way, to make a donation to a humanitarian group, uh, which they understood going in. And uh, he said that they have been, uh, the process works, that they go online, they, they fill out an application that gives them an appointment. Uh, then at the appointment time, uh, they show up at the bank, they turn over their currency, and uh, there's a 30-day window from this coming Wednesday. And 30 days from this coming Wednesday, they're funded. Does that sound like anything? Oh, it sounds like something. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Well, what I'm afraid of is because there's been so many of these it, it, you know what shocks me, and I've heard these stories for a couple of years now. We've heard these stories. Um, first, it started out with Chase five years ago, and then for about a year, year and a half, it was B of A. And then the last couple of years, it's been the notorious Wells Fargo um, for reasons I won't get into. And it always comes out with you deposit your money, and then you'll do X, Y, and Z, and then in X amount of days, you'll receive your money. At the end of that 30-day wait, you find out that your money's on hold because it won't happen until such and such a time. And you've already deposited or re relinquished your money. You've already have donated X amount of money, and the story goes on. I've, ju I've just heard that many, many times. I've never sat across the table and witnessed it, but I have heard it. Were you saying something, Gary? Yeah, I was going to say is um, we know one group that's been waiting a year and a half now. That's oh, yeah. And it was going to come out in a short period of time, just a short hold. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and and the accounts, and everybody's got their accounts at a specific bank, and they can see the account, and they can see the money. And that was a year and a half ago. Right, we won't say who it is for obvious reasons, but we we've steered away from those things ourselves because of all those stories. But that is one of probably what seven or eight stories, and at least half of those we can absolutely confirm money was taken, and money was never given back. And we've heard that, and there's big groups. This is, we're not talking about the one person, but the X amount of people that are in that group also. So it's just something to be cautious of. I mean, hey, I, I really, really hope that your friend comes out on the other end. I've never heard the humanitarian donation thing, so that's a spin. So uh, why I would have to do, donate money to a humanitarian situation in order to get my currency revalued, that in itself is illegal. So I don't know why that would be done by a bank. That makes me, you, you cannot require or request or force um, a donation to a certain place in order to get your currency revalued at X rate and the bank hold on to it. I mean, every bit of that stinks of illegal. And, we, and we're talking about a couple companies earlier this call that have really done nothing wrong, but some of the things like reserves and, and uh, how much they're charging become in question of legality. And now a bank's going to do the same thing like Wells Fargo? Hey. Right. They're one of the top six, so I don't know. And that... Yeah. That's a funny statement, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't know. I I thought the humanitarian thing and the the rate, the rate they got, um, by the time the all of the cutting was done, uh, they were netting two dollars, uh, you know, per, and so 
Um, yeah, we, we but, really don't want to talk numbers here. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, let's not do that. But it, well. it sounds silly, but you'd be surprised at what they call is wrong or can't say. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it baffles me, but yeah. Anyway. No, that's quite all right. I don't, I don't want to step over any boundaries. Um, and so, I, I'm kind of, I was, I have become of the opinion that. that that you expressed, and the only thing that uh, made me think otherwise was that they had a date. Uh, I didn't realize that these other groups had also been given a date, and then they backed up on that as well. So uh, oh, yeah. I thought the, thought the date thing might have been significant. Um, but okay. I appreciate you guys' time. No, no problem. Okay. Have a good day. And, and, and Dan? Uh, you know, just to say, I hope we're wrong. I mean, so, you know, you, you ne- all this says you never know. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that, but um, you know, it's it's at a point where there's a lot of things going on, and uh, I don't know everything, but uh, we do know there's a lot of people that have um, become part of a group. Um, they got involved because it was happening, and they had to get in because you know the group was you know, doing it this weekend. <laughs> and if you don't do it this weekend, you miss out. So usually when you have that type of, um, you know, urgency, you know, you got to ask yourself some questions, you know, and uh, uh, it's just, you know, doesn't isn't the greatest. That's all I'll say. All right, the uh, next caller, can you see the board there, Dan? Yeah, 610. All right, 610. We, we skipped him twice, but not, well, kind of on purpose, but not totally. Yep. How are we doing, guys? We're doing good. Good, good. Good, good. Hey, just in light of everything from the North Corp to Iraq to China, the whole global deal, yada, 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 I, I, I just fall back on the fact that Abraham said this was going to get rather dicey or bouncy. So in light of that, all I can say is thank you so much for what the two of you and PTR does. You guys make for a great seatbelt on this ride. So that's all i got to say. Just really wanted to give you a heartfelt thanks for all your work and your sacrifice and what you're doing. I just, I think it could be game time, could be interesting, could be another year. Who knows? But I'm glad i got a seatbelt on. So I appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend. I'll listen on. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. you know, it's it's cool. difficult at times to, have a, to, to think that you're trying to be a seatbelter because you don't really know what to say. But we came on this call this morning, and I could feel the frustration. And we didn't try to make a spin on this. I think the reality is there's a lot of good stuff that we're not looking at all because of this one piece. And maybe that one piece is part of the good stuff. We just don't know. I hope we're right. Oh, man, I pray we're right. But on the other hand, you know we've been very careful to say those things. We kind of loosened up a little bit today in light of the bad news to say, you know, here's how I'm taking it. And so I'm giving you guys, and Gary's giving you guys, the way we think, what we're feeling. And I'm feeling that this may not be as bad as we think. Um, I would love to think, and I'm not going to, well, I wish there's something I'd like to be able to say, but I I won't. I cross the line sometimes that this one's probably not a good time to do that. It's just I do not believe it's as bad as what we're thinking. It may just be another day. Maybe it's not good at all. It's just normal. But um, I do believe there's a lot of reasons for us to be watching wide-eyed till Monday, Tuesday of next week as uh, we cross into the next month. All right, our thank next caller. Much. Hey, thank you. Our next caller is coming in from, it looks like Anonymous, Dan. Okay. Anonymous? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear we me? We can hear you. Okay, fellas. 
Hey, listen, I uh, I kind of picked up on a couple of things you said, Dan. I don't call in. I've been involved for over five years. But I, uh, I wanted to share something with all you folks regarding uh, I happen to have a phone call from Sterling's attorney. And I... I thought it was quite interesting. I, I got a voice message, actually, and I called her back in Washington, D.C., and she told me who she was representing and wanted to know uh, what my involvement was. And I told her, and how long? And she says, what do you know about it? And I says, well, I probably heard just about every story you can think of. And I says, everything from uh, laundering funds to weapons to uh, rumors. And she said, yeah. I says, well, the way they went in there on Sterling and, and, and closed him, I thought it was pretty serious stuff. She says, well, you know, they've never done anything like that to a currency group of any kind. So they, did, they, were, they were basically going on rumor. And they went in full force, and she said, that she would like to ask me a series of questions. And she says, it's really not about what uh, you might have heard. Some of it may be true. Some of it may not. And I, and I thought, well, okay, I'll answer all your questions. So she started asking me a bunch of questions, and, I, and they were all gearing about what have I ever heard Frank or Ty say publicly. It was all about talking, and, I, and so after a series of those questions, how long I knew Sterling and, and how long I've been with him, she says, well, they have all the records, and, and she said they confiscated all the records, and I said, well, I understand. I said, I had a couple of small reserves. I do hold cash, and I says, but I, I, I don't expect those will ever, those small reserves will never, those are bye-bye. She says, probably so. And I says, do you look at this to take a while? And she said, yes, it's probably going to take a little while. And so I, 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 I questioned her about the way they went in, why they went in with such force and seemed to be unannounced. And it really comes right down to he said, she said stuff. That was the pretty much the whole thing, but they've tied up absolutely everything that those fellas have. And I just wanted to share with you because we talked for about an hour. I won't go into the entire conversation, but I wanted to share that with those and I and whether they do the same to Dinar Corp or not, I who knows. But if they if if you get a notice or if they have, they have the right to go in and acquire all the records there too. So, you know, the feds, uh, the feds, uh, a powerful group of people. So she said she was going to send me a questionnaire all filled out and she wanted to know if I'd sign it. And I says, well, as long as I don't get, get in trouble with the F, uh, FBI, I says, basically I said, I never in five years had one negative against Sterling not one and i says i've dealt with them pretty heavily and uh, so she said okay i'm going to send it out to you probably next week and i said well i appreciate you calling me 
and uh, she got my my records off of the off of the small uh, reserve I had there. So anyway, I wanted to share it with you because I got to thinking more about it, fellas. And the way I looked at it is, I wonder if they're trying to just dry up all the reserves. Period. Because you got to know there's millions and millions of dollars in reserves. You wonder if, if our fed, our feds are are trying. To <laughs> let, let, let me ask you a question. Have you received that paper to sign yet? No, no. Uh, she okay, I'm going to ask you another question, and you're going to have to figure out why I'm saying this. And this goes for everybody listening. Um, what benefit is it of you to you to sign that document? That's well, it's a character reference. Now, what what benefit to you? None. Thank you. None. And and I every every time you're involved with law. Yep, I agree. Think of that question, and if it does not benefit you, and your legal advisor does not tell you it benefits you, do not do it. And I co- and I, I can get in trouble for telling you that, but I don't care. I'm telling you, don't do it unless it benefits you. And I think it's foolish to sign. Well, and she she and I I said the same thing to her almost. And she says, well, you have a choice to either sign it or not sign it after you read the, the questionnaire. She says, if you don't sign it, it's no big deal. If you do sign it, that's up to you. If it was no big deal, she wouldn't lick the stamp and send it to you. Well, if she was going to present it to somebody, she'd want the signature on it, and that's why I don't think I'll sign it. <laughs> well, they, they had called my home the attorney side actually frank had called me and said uh, would you take a, a phone call and i said sure I, i've never actually got a phone call from i i like frank and ty I, I never ever had an issue with them personally it was what they were doing is what made us separate uh, same thing with sam never had an issue i've, I've always liked sam we get, so we're not talking about people we do or don't like what's good for your family what's good for my family um if he called me i'm not sure what i would say i'm not sure if i'd answer one question but i said sure he can call me but when he asked the question, I think the same, and everybody should do this. When you're asked a question by anyone, be it legal or by uh, an officer of the law, if the question doesn't help you, don't answer it. If it does help you and you're positive it helps you, answer the question. Otherwise, being silent is very, very, very smart, which I have a problem with. Even, even right now, I'm sure legal would tell me, you know, why tell people that? What does it benefit for you? Well, it benefits me because this is mine and Gary's character. We're here to see if we can't help in some way. And I believe it helps people to tell them, don't do something you may not think about. Don't answer questions because everybody always wants to answer. Oh, I just want to help. Yeah. After you help them, they still put cuffs on you. And I have been approached and rustled, and I did nothing wrong whatsoever, all because I was trying to help many, many times in my 52 years. So I'm just saying – I think everybody should be very cautious with how many, because many of you are going to get contacted because many of your phone numbers and names are involved in this, and they don't want no one to tell you to do what I'm telling you to do, but I think that's part of what we're doing here. Do not answer it unless your legal advisor says, oh, sure, answer it. It'll be a benefit to you. But if it's not a benefit, it cannot help you. Anyways, I, I could go on, but I won't. I have to give the examples if I wanted to go on, and I won't do that. Well, <clears> I, I just found it interesting also that the main Absolutely, the main thing was about their character. That was, you know, and did I ever hear anyone who worked for them? Did I ever talk to any of the support people? And I told them, yes, I have. She says, has any of them told you that you'd get rich by buying dinar? I says, never once, never once. Did anyone tell me I was going to get rich by buying dinar? No one. 
And all no, that, that's true. They've all kept themselves very, very clean. I, I mean, from, from the advertising people to the dinar people, everybody I've ever dealt with, they've always made a very, very clear, look, we're not telling you anything, which it's only because it's legal. It's not because they're trying to get away with something. They can't tell you that, you know. But this has been it, – it almost a little unnerving to me that you're being contacted as an average buyer. And I don't mean – I'm not trying to, you know, put you in a bad spot. I'm an average buyer too. I didn't buy tens of millions of dollars in American money. So it's uh, – even some of the bigger buyers, why would they be contacted? I, I got a contact, a call from uh, one of the agencies, and I sat for two and a half hours in a Denny's restaurant talking to this agency. And all it was about was characters. It was those two you just brought up and one other person who used to be part of our show. That's all they wanted to know. They wanted information about character on all of them. And I answered what I wanted to, and if it didn't, and I went to that rule in my head. I've stuck with that rule. Does it, uh, does it really affect me if I say yes or no? No. Well, then why say anything? If it's only going to benefit someone else, which may incriminate me and I didn't know about it, then I didn't answer for two and a half hours. And when I left, I didn't even know about this Sterling thing because it hadn't happened yet. On my drive home, I got a call saying it happened while I was sitting there. So I'm just telling you, this is what they've done to a lot of us. And People's Talk Radio doesn't have anything to be worried about, but everything's been recorded. They've kept track of all the things we're doing. We don't sell dinar. We don't take money for you buying dinar. We, I told them when they wanted to talk to me, look, you can take anything you want and take a look at it. We've kept this as above board as possible. I mean, there's just no reason not to. So I think everybody needs to – a lot of you could get contacted – Depending on how long this takes, if it's going to revalue in the next shorter period of time, maybe nobody gets contacted. But while I was sitting there, the reason I told you that I sat with that agency is they thought we were ridiculous. The guy especially was, he really tried to be insulting. He was so negative. I can't believe anybody would believe that they would get this out of this. And he was talking about the increase in dollar. Even if it went to this much, who wouldn't do it? I said, so you don't own any of this. He said, no, in fact, we shouldn't even be talking about this. And I said, you know what's funny is you guys are part of the, the intelligence agency, um, well, investigation uh, agency, and you guys haven't done any investigating. He said, what are you talking about? I said, the IMF talks about it. The UN talks about it. Christy Lagarde, many of these people, I started naming, they've all talked about Iraq going up and revaluing. Even Hillary Clinton said that the prospect of that country being you know, the, the largest growth country in the world, and you're telling me that I shouldn't be doing nothing with them because they're going under. Well, how many people do we have that are above your pay grade are saying you're absolutely foolish and you don't know what you're talking about? A whole bunch. And they didn't, they didn't like that comment. But, you know, we're, we're dealing with something right now, and it's really difficult for us to get on these calls. I like the way Gary's being scarily quiet. To get on these calls and, and actually give our opinion, but be careful. You know, this whole thing was about trying to help other people. And everyone's told me, don't tell that story. Don't tell them this. Don't tell them that. Well, many of you, if you watched, if you looked at the, uh, the, the court reporting with Sterling, which I've seen that some of you did because I got lots of emails and texts that, Sarah, uh, that uh, Rachel told me about. I don't read those, as you guys know. Um, a lot of people wanted to know. There was a deposition taken. The deposition was taken from my home about what I knew. And it was very, very little. But if you read it, you know what I said. But we're not involved in that. You know, a lot of people said, why is People Talk Radio involved in that lawsuit? We're not. The attorneys called us because we're involved with both, both companies. And all that did was just throw a negative on me. I was here, I was trying to help. It didn't help nobody. So I think everyone should be really careful. We're moving into a different timeline now. We're moving into a time that, you know, what if, what if we get turned off for some reason? Is everybody going to panic and say, oh, I wonder if Dan and Gary's in jail? 
You know, what, what, what is everyone really going to think? You guys got to you got to look at the characters and say, you know, what really went on here? Maybe they don't want anyone to know anything more about the revaluation of this currency. So you're going to really have to dig down deep. I mean, stay connected, stay tuned. We'd probably start emailing. But um, it's one of those things. I mean, we're not big enough for them to worry about us too much, but they sure are taking these dealers down, and there's no real reason that we can see why. So maybe we're just getting extremely close. Yeah. Gary? And it's all the it's all the larger dealers too. Oh, the smaller ones have been taken out too. There's three taken out because Sterling provided for them. That's true. People thought that there was something wrong with them, but they just they were the providers. They no longer had a supply. Well, I just thought it was interesting. Anyway, I thought I'd share it with you folks. No, it was interesting. It brought up some other stuff, so I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Yep. Gary, did you hang up? Hello. Seven eight zero. I'm sorry, Dan. That's I, all right. I, I just wasn't sorry. sure what was. I just quickly, um, the Denar dealers that you're talking about, the big ones, they've actually been closed down, or they've just shut down, and nobody knows why. Is well, I don't understand um, whether they've actually been you, closed you down by it. authorities or whether they've been. Just they're just shut. They're just closed. You you can you can call Denar Corp right now if you want to, and there'll be an answering service to get a hold of you. We don't know what that means because we don't have any information, but an answering right. service picks up. Right. Okay. And another comment about the lady. The lady was asking earlier about the fifty thousand note that's being printed. Um, I was just speculating with uh, one of my friends a couple of days ago, and you know when. Remember a few months ago when they told everyone to turn in the 50s, like they had to bring their 50s in, the 50 dinar notes in, and, um, you know, now they're launching a 50,000 dinar note. You know, it, like, I don't know, I mean, it's 50 and it's 50. The other one has three more zeros on it, and maybe that's the way they're reporting it. Like, we don't really know. So I wouldn't, I, I don't know, I just thought that would just throw that theory out there. But thanks for your information today, and I really don't have any other questions. Thank you very much. Okay, no problem. Okay, our next caller is coming in from uh, another 780. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. Um, so I have, um, I have, at the beginning of July, I placed an order with Dinar Corps to sell some dinar just because I needed some liquid for uh, my company. And the order was processed July 12th. And last Friday, I called and talked to somebody at Dinar Corps, and they said that they would get me a tracking number, you know, early this week for um, the for the funds. And so I called Tuesday twice, Wednesday twice, and yesterday twice. And every time I called, it was going through to the answering service. I called again this morning, uh, not knowing anything about the news, and uh, still answering service. And I asked them, I said, you know, are you guys closed down, or like what's going on? And she said she didn't know, but that she was marking my message as urgent. Now, the real Basically, I'm giving you the background to ask this question. Who can I talk to to find out whether or not I can either have the the order reversed or have that check sent? Yeah, we, we, you know, we don't know. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish I could help you on that one. I'm I'm a little frustrated by that. Again, we've we I've always believed that this company had a very high ethical standard, and I'm trying to believe that that's still true, and they just can't move forward on some level. I mean, this is a company that we flew out and sat with many times. They've flown here, we've flown there, we've drove there. Uh, every time we felt better and better and better, including meeting his whole family. So I, it's hard for me to just sit here and I'm not going to badmouth the guy. I, I vented earlier that I'm upset he hasn't called us because we're doing these types of questions, and we don't really know what to say. So that's not okay. fair to me. I wouldn't do that to another friend myself. But um, I, I do believe that we're going to hear what's going on. This is the first day. So I do believe hopefully by Monday, Tuesday of next week, they'll reach out and say, look, guys, we can't talk because, or, you know, I'm calling you, but you can't talk about this or whatever. But at least let me know you're alive, and then we can answer you guys better on Monday. But right now, I mean, I, I think what you're doing is probably the best thing you could do in a desperation way, you know, trying to get something. But I'd probably be doing the same thing. But. So then I guess my next question is, you know, is there some sort of update that can be put up on the board? Because I'm not able to, my, my work schedule does not allow me to hit the call. The only reason I'm here is I told my boss, screw you, I have to listen to this call because it's extremely important. <laughs> um, is there a way that something can be put up on the board for information regarding how to get a hold of whoever we need to do, whatever whatever steps are going to be next? There, there will be a, a way we can do this. It will be on a call, and you, you can always listen, listen to the recording. But I'm also, while I'm talking, writing down your phone number, I'm going to hand it to Rachel and tell her that when I do get some information that I give her, she'll be able to pass it on to you, so someone will call you. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I can't do that for everybody. I could do it for a few, but um, Rachel's not going to like doing that. And when she calls, it's always unavailable. She's one of the girls that does a lot of the – I hear her talking to you guys a lot, so I know a lot of you know who she is. So. Okay. Again, thank you very much for taking my call. No problem, but Oh, what was your first name? Oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. doesn't matter. Actually, I got your last name on your caller right here. All right. Okay. Our next caller is coming from 920. Um, I read in the American Free Press that our CIA created ISIS, and that being true, apparently our government does not want Iraq to uh, increase their currency. Uh, I can't think of anything else. What's your comment? Well, Gary, I got manure all over both my feet, so you go ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, one of us has got to stay clean here. Um, <laughs> right, no, no, if you want me to answer, no, I can. No, no. Yeah, no, no. The only thing I, I would say, I, I don't. I'm not. You know, the, the connection there. You know, there's no. There's a lot of assumption there. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists. That, you know, have you know so many different ideas of where it came from. But the bottom line is, is as we look at this. Um, I, I do not believe that uh, the U.S. or the other countries involved with the Paris Club are, are of any position that says they don't want this to happen. I believe they all want it to happen. Um, everything, everything we see from the U.S. to Russia to China to you know the United Kingdom are all telling you know uh, and, and pushing for um, Iraq to complete what they need to complete. And that's always been the, the the consensus. So, and that's why what I said earlier here is these are the things that we're seeing in the news that saying they're getting closer. And all those then why that, why would the, why would the CIA uh, create ISIS and create all the trouble then? Let, let's let's well, go with what we know, Gary. 
Let, let's go back up to what we know. We, we know that the CIA created the Taliban and that they got involved with, uh, um, now what's his name, dang it? Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden. We, we've, had, we've had records of that. We've had admitting of that. Uh, not by them so much. But we've seen all that. What you're saying, I don't know that we can make that claim at the same level because we don't know that. We just hear that, right? Um, because, because the CIA got involved with the other, everybody thinks they're involved with this one. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying I think what we should say probably is what we know to be fact. And they did not they didn't make one. Now the other one doesn't seem too outlandish. But uh, nobody really wants to say that right now because they've, they've done a lot more insidious things than the other group, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, just, just my – I'm just trying to be honest here. If we, we could say anything we want, but I think what we, if we get back to what we know is, you know, we don't know that they've done both. We know that they did one for sure. Well, the, uh, the American Free Press is a uh, – uh, an unusual newspaper in that they're honest and they tell what's – what the truth is and what's going on, and that's the claim that they made. Hmm. Well, if the free press said it, I would, I would think that uh, they've got some information from somewhere. They would take a lot of heat if that was baloney. Yeah. I wasn't well, agreeing with you even yeah, before yeah. you said here, that. Here. Go ahead, Dan, the only other thing I would add to this is a lot of times when there is something that's created sometimes what is created gets out of control. Um, and does it ever go beyond what it was initially set up for? If we go back and look at Osama bin Laden, we look at the hearings, that I, the Iran-Contra hearings, we can go back and we can see in the documentation when Ali North appeared before the Senate hearings dealing with that, um, they were asking him questions such as, why did you have to put such an elite, um, high-tech security system around your home? And why did the government pay for that security system? And basically his answer was, if you knew who the government had me working with, you would have that security system around your house too. And basically, during that time, they were training Osama bin Laden uh, and, and, and people because they were using them from what the history books tell us to fight in, with the, you know, in, uh, and support the U.S. fighters in Afghanistan. We know that when the United States went into Vietnam, there was a group of people called the Hmong who fought there. And basically there were village people who were trained by the French and the United States to help out in that battle and became an ally. And later on, there was a loss of favor there. Just like later on, there was a loss of favor with um, Osama bin Laden because of some things that happened and turned him from an ally to an enemy. Now, when some, and, and I'm not going, you know, and trying to say a whole lot more, but that, yes, have, you know, has, um, you know, situations occurred where we have been involved with training uh, counterparts only to find out that the entities that we trained have turned on us later on? Um, does it mean that everything that um, ISIS is doing now is doing under the direction of, this, of a, a, co, you know, a covert operation? Um, are you telling me that right now the CIA is trying to, um, you, know, you, know, you know, overthrow and destroy everything that the United States has fought for and that the CIA 
basically is undermining what our current military is trying to successfully accomplish. See, you know, I'm sitting here saying that as we're looking at, you know, there is a lot of things that go on the back burner. There are things that are prepared and they get out of control. And I, I think in this situation, what ended up happening is it was people that were trained, yes. If you go back to the very roots, you know, they were they tried, they tried to create and use them as allies to fight against their enemies. But definitely, Osama, uh, when we look at Osama bin Laden, he got out of control big time. And it wasn't something that I believe they were planning and trying to trigger on the United States. And I'm also looking at what's going on over there. And I don't think we're trying to trigger that either. I think that's another scenario that got out of control. Well, again, it seems, it seems obvious point. to me that somebody has got control of the whole thing and they don't want it to take place. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. All I know is as I watch, you know, they're still trying to move forward and there's still a belief that, um, you know, uh, this is necessary. I do believe this, not wanting it to happen. I believe most people want it to happen. I believe that all the countries involved, if they're in control, are manipulating it to their personal benefit. thought I was muted. Sorry about that. But uh, I wasn't doing that on purpose. But I did mute 920, and I, I hate it when I do this to you guys, and I had to interrupt yesterday. We've got like 30 people in the queue, and we're already past the top of the hour. And so once we've answered a little bit of a question, we have to move forward. I didn't apologize yesterday, but and yesterday I kind of just butted in because we went too long. We've got to move on to another person and didn't mean to uh, cut you off there, 920. But, Gary, if you'd go forward to that, that would be good. All right, 469. 469, you're on. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. Um, one idea for that last caller um, – if you assume that the, that the CIA did, in fact, support it and help create it, remember, when we left um, Iraq back in 2011, you needed a reason to go back in. So that was, yes, it may have grown out of control, but, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, the question I wanted to ask you guys is, um, Dan and Gary, one of the things Abe had said was to protect yourself if you were, let's say, buying a piece of property. Um, was to put up enough IQD as collateral to take a loan from the bank to buy the property, and that way they would then um, exchange your dinar to pay off the loan. So, I mean, you may pay a, um, a half of 1% as a, a loan fee over that time, but you never had to worry about having 2 or 3 or $4 million sitting in the account at the wrong time. Um, my thinking is I want to move down to a, an area of Florida. And one of the things I was thinking about was to look around at really, really um, desirable property where someone's had it on the market for, let's say, more than two years and offer them 50, 60, 70 cents on the dollar and use that IQD as collateral for a loan. What do you guys think of that theoretically? And this is totally Dan and Gary's personal opinion and I'm not relying on it. All righty? I don't know what, I'm, what I would think about that. Dan, what do you – you're kind of the brains behind the business concepts. Dan just dropped off, Gary. You're going to have to answer first. Well, I, 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 would, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. That's my answer. <laughs> I don't think they're going to allow you 
and to hold on it for a long period of time. So, okay. All right. Yeah, that's going to be one of the hard things. Thank you. You're welcome. Our next caller, 903. Well, Gary, can you hear me this time? Yes, I can. Oh, good. I kept talking a while ago, and you kept asking, and I kept saying, I'm here, I'm here, and but anyway. Um, <laughs> that, that's kind of like Horton and the Who. And that, you, you'll only know that if you got kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And grandkids. Grandkids. You there you go. Listen, go uh, what, a, what, a, what a wonderful, exciting day today is. You know, um, I'm compelled to... Um, I want to make a quick statement about that guy that called about the CIA real quick before I say the other. Um, the whole purpose, if the CIA created ISIS, the purpose initially was their involvement in Syria and our way to, um, you know, take care of Assad. That's how we basically would have gotten involved with them from the information that I've read. And it did grow out. And the problem is, is the same problem you have with Osama bin Laden and any of the radical Muslims that you deal with when they deal with this is that the people you're dealing with may not be as radical as some of the people who recruit and then they take over and can grow from a spark into a huge wildfire. And that's been the case with several instances that you gave. And as we've said, you know, this may have grown out, but our ability to control it is what is the real key question is uh, at this point. So uh, just because somebody says that we created it, which we very may well have, we're always doing things like that because we consider it in the best interest of our country to do it. Now, if that doesn't turn out to be the case, it doesn't mean that they don't want this to happen they, you know, doesn't mean that they're trying to keep us from it. That's the, the bridge that people want to jump that you can't jump to. That when they did this, they created this to keep Iraq from doing this. It's because we're not getting what we want. This is being held up. This is being delayed. And so we're not getting what we want. Well, so therefore, it must be the United States. They're not wanting us to have this and, and everything like that. Um, I just want people to consider that. Uh, things do get out of control, whatever, but that's, uh, it, it's ludicrous for me to think that the Paris Club countries would ever be involved in knowingly trying to prevent this from happening when it benefits them too much uh, to do it because everything still does come down to money. Now then, that being said, the other thing I wanted to mention, and I hope Dan's back on the call. Dan, are you back? I guess not. Um this stuff about Dinar Corp that's going on, um, there's a lot of ways to look at this, and y'all put what you call your spin on it and everything else. And if you don't mind, Gary, I want to put my spin on it. Oh, and my spin is this. Yeah, I have had a practice of buying reserves. I've put a lot of money into reserves. I've gotten a lot of you know, DNR back from DNR Corp because of the reserves that didn't because they give you 
the, their 5K program. So I did get something for my money. Now, it may not have been dollar for dollar what I got if I'd have buy the cash. I do have, as Dan has and you have recommended, I do have the base of what I'm doing. But buying the reserves was like a payment to me that I could afford. And doing it every 45 to 60 days and allowing me to have that amount of money. That being said, this may all turn out that those reserves don't ever come to pass now. But the spin I want to put on this is this, is that, and Gary, I think that you, you're going to know what I'm talking about. My hope has never been in this DNR. What's going to happen and the things that are going to happen that we're also concerned about if our hope is in the DNR, our hope is in the wrong place. Now, the DNR may be a way that my creator is giving me an opportunity to take care of me. But if that doesn't come to pass, that's not where my hope is. And so all this seems so negative, and yet it doesn't have to be if we have our hope in the right place. And I hope that statement isn't out of line but I hope you understand that people's hope and riding this roller coaster and are getting crushed and everything because all their hope is in the wrong place. And if we'll just get our hope in the right place is, is all I can say. So I hope, I hope you don't consider that out of line. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. It's uh, again, as you look at it, it's your opinion, your purpose, and and uh, and what you believe, you know, as you uh, and you know uh, move forward with this. And uh, again, nobody can uh, uh, fault you for that. At the same time, you know, nobody's pushing you, and and uh, and I think that's one of the things we've got to look at. And I think most people, as they come to this, we don't want anybody being foolish. We don't want anybody doing something that hurts them. Um, we don't want anybody to, you know, um, be looking at this as their uh, their nest egg or their, you know, like an IRA or a 401k or anything else like that. It's not, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but I do appreciate what you said. Thank you. Okay. Have a good one. 951, you're next. Yeah, this is 951, Gary. I got muted earlier. I had the question on the LLC and the two currencies. Uh-huh. And my question, the last comment I was going to make, and the, kind of important to me is, so apparently from what you said, these two currencies both could be put in the same bank account if there's no problem in the LLC than just have them mixed together in the same bank account at the bank. Well, the only thing I was saying is, is one, um, you know, you have to have a unique bank account to be able to hold foreign currencies. Um, anytime you're going to deposit something in a U.S. bank account, my understanding is they're going to, you know, basically convert it into USD. Um, secondly, if you do have a, uh, an account that allows you to do it, like EverBank, you know, they have foreign currency accounts, you have to have a reason to hold um, uh, different currencies. Uh, you have to show that you're doing business with those, with the, you know, using that currency, and so therefore you have to establish that. Um, as far as the question on taxes, 
I, I didn't know of any currency that wouldn't if you were going to, you know, show a uh, a major increase in value or something else like that. I'm, I'm sure the IRS is always going to get their portion one way or the other, and you know, and so we render to Caesar that which is Caesar's, I guess, is the basic principle here. But, um, you know, you're going to have to talk to your bank about that and find out what the guidelines are because I know they're changing almost uh, uh, monthly. Okay. I wasn't planning on putting the foreign currency in the bank. I was going to wait until it RV to actually do the exchange, but in my LLC... All right, all right. That's what you're saying. Well, then, then again, you just you're you're putting your profits in there, and uh, and it's all in USD anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So one account would handle both of them. Like when I stick them in there. Yeah. yeah no, I don't think it'd be any different. They'd be taxed the same. I appreciate that, Gary. That was my main concern. Because <laughs> I kept hearing about what won't be taxed on the uh, Vietnamese dong wasn't going to get taxed because it was a existing international currency, not exotic. Well, I, I think you're going to look at, again, the you know, a lot of times you're doing investments, and your investments are putting the profit from the investment into an account, and you can separate those in your tax statements. So, but again, remember, I'm not an accountant, so you'd have to talk to one of them. Well, I really appreciate that. That helps me out a lot. I'm going to make some decisions real quick here to close that LLC, and I wanted to know where I'm going to stick all this stuff. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, your time. Well, your again, discuss that with somebody before you do. Okay? Thank you. Well, do. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Uh, bye. 330, okay, bye. you're next. Hey, Gary. Uh, two questions. I don't know if Dan's on the line, too, but uh, are we, are, is Iraq Article 8 compliant yet as of today? And two is, if the RV does happen this weekend, um, are you guys going to do a live call when you, as soon as you guys know something? Thank you. I'm I'm sorry. Um, would you repeat that? It just broke up on me while I, was, I didn't hear the last part of it. Would? Sure. Sure. No problem. If the RV should happen this weekend, would you guys do a call on... Once you find out it's happened, and oh, we would. Yes, we, we, we definitely we'd do a call if we were to know something like that. We, okay. you know, have the the whole system to alert everybody as to what's going on. Okay. All right. And is Iraq is Iraq Article Eight compliant? Uh, my understanding is not yet. Okay. Thank you. All right. Nine oh nine. You're next. Good morning, gentlemen. Gary. Good morning. Go right ahead. How are you guys? I'm doing question very I've well. got is a couple of years ago I opened an LLC in Nevada. And the reason for that in the state of California with a thirteen point three percent state tax. <clears throat> we are gonna move up there, but not until well after the E R V. And uh, let's just pick a number, uh, let's say $10 million. About a year later, I opened a trust, an irrevocable trust in Wyoming. And I put the same amount of money in the trust that I did in the LLC, dinar. Um, what do I do? How can, I, <laughs> can I go and write and have part of it taken out and 
reissued to me, or what? How do I handle something like this? Well, I'm the wrong person to ask on that. Again, um, you know, you've got your accountants and your attorneys, and I'm trying to make sure that um, you know we're very careful in how we move forward on these things. So. Uh, again, you know, if you do have an attorney or accountant, uh, Abe was here, you know, he'd be able to <laughs> answer that. Or if somebody from Anderson Law Group was here, they'd be able to answer it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to take a stab at that. Okay. All right. Do you have any that. idea, I know the state of California, if you uh, all of a sudden have a large amount of money like this and you deposit it over there in Nevada, and then you move very quickly after that, uh, the state can can find your trail. They can trail you there, and they can still tax you for the California tax, avoiding it. Do you have any idea how long you should wait? Again, I can't answer that question. I really don't so that know. <laughs> okay. uh, again, again, you know, you've got your accountants out there who know what the regulations are, and there was a point where I had subscribed to a. Uh, a service because somebody else was telling me this will keep you abreast of what's going on and the IRS was sending out updates so much. I just looked at it and said, I don't even know how these accountants keep track of all the changes. And uh, so I, I, you know, I just gave up. So, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm not even going to try on that. But, again, I apologize that uh, I can't help you. But if you would, just make sure you contact somebody who's a professional in that. And 440, you are next. Four four zero. Four four zero. I can We can see your mic. Am I on? Yes, you're on. Four four zero. Okay. I was sitting I thought I had to, I had to hit star six, I'm sorry. Dan, I wanted to just make a comment on the statement you had made to the gentleman regarding getting a call from the attorneys of Sterling, etc. Uh, as you and I talked the one day, and I had divulged you some of my personal situations. Uh, and, and just so you know, Dan isn't on the line, so look right ahead. No, no, I've, I've been here, Gary. Oh, you just came yeah. on? Oh, okay. I've, no, I've been here for about five minutes. Okay. I thought I heard him say that. Yeah. I just want to confirm what you said to the audience, that talking to an attorney, signing anything, could do nothing but harm you. It can never help you. Take it from somebody like me that has some experience with that situation. And that's all I wanted to comment. I just wanted to back up your thoughts. And thank you again for all, thank you again for all your – go ahead, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I was just saying thanks. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I want to thank you for all you guys do again. I just wanted to confirm what you said. Hi, bud. Thanks. And, Gary, I did. it was my phone situation. You know what that is. But I came right back on. So we will go to Anonymous. Hello? Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to just mention real quickly, kind of, sort of, that um, about, a, <laughs> well, you know, when Sterling closed, uh, and I, sometimes I'm cryptic, so I apologize, and I appreciate you and Gary, and so, but something I said when Sterling closed is that I was concerned about, and I mentioned prepping, and it probably didn't make any sense, 
But what I was trying to come out with at the time is that I was kind of feeling that just as they were closing all these places, was it their risk? And I think it, I asked it that um, PTR might shut down. So I guess going back to the prepping piece, is there any way we can give some thought to what we can do? Because it's the, the second most negative thing that could happen to shutting everything down with money still stuck in it is coming and finding out there's the information source has dried up. So I don't know if there's something we can do. You mentioned, and I hadn't hadn't thought about it until you mentioned again, uh, uh, Dan, that you know if, if something happened to the site, is there something, some way that people can feel? I know we can exchange emails and all that as individuals. I just wondered if there's some alternative plan for how to make sure we get information after the RV, because I'm sure people will really kind of freak out a bit if they come and find there's no place to come. But I, I don't see this. I mean, I said that as an example, and maybe I'm glad you brought that up, showing how bad of an example that was. I, I mean, it's not impossible for us to be shut down, but we don't sell anything. We haven't broken any laws. We haven't violated anything. My mouth may be too big at times, but you don't get shut down for that. So I, I don't believe that we're ever going to be shut down. If we were, we still have an email data, data, uh, database that's backed up redundantly, not only in, well, it's in a couple different places that we could get to and just send out an email and keep everybody up to date. But I don't see that being an issue. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it would take a lot. To, what did we do to shut us down, knock down the site, and say we can't talk? That would be, that would be pretty stiff, and, and we're not I, really I doing anything. Doing any, no, I don't, I'm not saying you even have to do anything. It's just that it came up before. It had already popped in my head before you We would email person. You do email. Okay, that's fine. Uh, email, text, whatever available, yeah. Okay, so that we would get some ideas about places we can check and, you know, different contexts. I just want I just think that at this point, you know, anything is possible. I don't think it's a matter of having you do anything particularly wrong. I just think that we're in a, in a strange time, not just in this country, but around the world. So I just wanted to get, be a prepper. You said you've done some prepping, so I just thought it's good to do that. So anyway, thanks. No, you're 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 100% right in saying it. But you know, we can we can get emails and texts and all this stuff out there telling everybody where to go to a call. Now, some of you aren't connected with anyone else, but you'd hear about this call somewhere. It'd be posted. Some people would be doing some things. If you looked around just a little bit, you'd find us. Um, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, and to date, I don't believe we've done anything that the governments or you know places would be upset with. I mean, they can always be a little annoyed by something, but. They don't do all those things if you're just annoyed. These gentlemen that we're talking about and these companies we're talking about have the ability to get in some serious trouble because they're dealing with currency, because they're selling currency from another country. And so that, that, that's what probably brings them in. Well, that is what brings them into question, but we don't have that. But anyways, well, one no last thing, too, is that I think with this whole ISIS thing and people are saying what are their benefits and all that, if there's anything that may concern the the governments, of course, they want the RV. Of course, they want the currency to go up. I can't help but think that uh, the number of people who had the IQD and what the response responses would be post RV could be a concern for them. So here's my little conspiracy theory: is that I hope that they don't utilize it as a as a, a reason to bring in anything to to um, contain people post RV. You know, like if there's a threat out there, maybe they need more police or military or something on the street. I hope it's not used because I don't know if they can really predict the outcome once at RVs with all the with all the concerns people have now what happens post R V. But anyway, I'm done. Thanks. Okay. All right, our next caller is coming in from a three zero two. Three zero two. 
Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I had a thought. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can. Okay. Um, it was so silent. Um, <clears throat> I had a thought about the uh, Sterling Denard Corp thing today when I heard about Denard Corp. And I was wondering, since the banks are in such trouble, and since Abe was saying that the currencies would dry up, that this could be several fold, uh, sort of putting the dealers to the side, kind of tying them up in some sort of litigation, so that if the dinar revaluation occurred, people would have to go to the banks then. What do you think about that thought? I think they would definitely have to go to the banks, but yeah. I don't know that that's what's going on, but yeah. Well, no, I don't think any of us know what's going on, but it was just a thought. You know, the banks really are in trouble. And, I mean, I don't know how many other people, but because of our placement within our corp, I certainly was not going to use the banks. I would be using the traders. And I don't know how that uh, pans out, but certainly the banks wouldn't have any benefit from that from me. Nope. I mean, neither. <clears throat> okay, well, that's my only thought. I just thought maybe you'd have a thought on that yourself. No, no, I'm, I'm not trying to be vague either. I'm just thinking, well, I mean, that's true. I don't, I don't know what they would do there. But it, it's very difficult right now to try to figure out what's going on, like you said, or like the last caller said. I mean, it's not just in our country. It's the world that's in a weird spot. Um, our last couple of weeks we've been talking about how really seriously our economy looks, what's going on with the different uh, – countries around the world that are coming into a challenged position. We've got everything you could possibly think of as weird in the marketplace, from the gold, from the American dollar index to the gold and silver to all the stocks and bonds and things that are going on even in that, in, in that arena. And it's very difficult, even if you're a professional been doing this for years, why are you predicting what in the world's going on? You can only guess. So some of the things you're saying about these guys being shut down and the banks being, uh, they definitely would benefit. So, I mean, I, if I said, yeah, that's true, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I believe that because I, I don't know that the Fed would care about the banks making the money off this. I do think that they could better control how much dinars in the industry since Iraq is not controlling its own selling of it. Um, how do you stop the selling of it to everyone? That would, that would raise a big flag. But if you could stop the selling of it to those that are selling to the little people, that would be the biggest plug they need to plug up and at, at least the only one they cared about. Really, it would, and also at the same time, if there are that many billions of reserves out there right now, it's going to cut those off. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, thank you so much for all you do. No problem. I just didn't want to make it sound like I wasn't listening to it and hearing. I was. I was just trying to figure out what the best way to answer is. But thanks for the, the question. That was good. Nine six three nine three six. There's about five of you left, so we're going to run through these. And if one of us has to go, the other will stick around. But nine three six either. Yes, sir. Sure am. Are you guys okay? We're good. Good. Well. Okay. <laughs> uh, as good as possible. Yep. Uh, quick, a uh, quick question and a quick comment. Uh, my question is: Are you aware of any places right now that you can still buy dinar, or are they all uh, shut down, closed, whatever? You know, if I said, no, I don't know, that would sound like I looked. I haven't looked, so but I don't know. Okay. But we know it's certainly uh, uh, trimming down quite a bit. 
We do know well, that. Well, the first, first the biggest was hit, and then the second biggest was hit. Um, Ali really hasn't been a factor anywhere, and all the small ones are. There's a little little bumps and nubs out there, but I don't know if, if they're trustworthy or, you know, if they've got real currency or anything, so I don't I don't know. Right. Gary, you know? All the... uh, no, I don't. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, and, of course, all the banks have, have quit selling as well. Okay, well that, that was my question. My comment is, uh, personally, I'm very excited. I, I see this as being, I keep reflecting back to uh, uh, what Abe said about uh, don't panic. Things are going to get really bad. A lot of confusion. Uh, I also reflect back to the, what happened uh, in Kuwait. Uh, all the things uh, that were going on the day before. It actually RV'd. So I personally think this is all part of it. It's all part of the plan, and and uh, you know I, I'm I'm excited about it. I I see it as being a positive thing. Even though I had a reserve at, at Denarcor, uh, I also have uh, have plenty in hand. And if that's all I get, then hallelujah, that's fine. But anyway, that's all I had to say. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Bye, bud. Good attitude. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, three three seven, you're on list. Three three seven. Can three three seven hear us? Hello. Dan, nope. Can you see what's going on here? No. Okay. We'll move to anonymous. Okay. Thanks for the call today. Um, I asked you the other day if anyone knew any, if you all had heard what actually went on at the IMF. Have you heard anything more? I have not. Gary? And, and neither have I. Nope. Okay. But they, the only thing I heard, and maybe, maybe I heard wrong, but didn't they, didn't the IMF, um, aren't they giving some money now to Iraq for humanitarian purposes to take care of the areas um, that have been freed from ISIL? Is well, that going to the IMF? Is, is that going? Yes, they we did, did hear that. Yes. And so, but they but they said they weren't going to give me any money, but now they're giving them money. Is that? Well, one of one of the agreements, and that's where a lot of people were excited. And you know, when we and I mentioned some of the things earlier in the call, was that they were given a loan with an understanding that it is a short-term loan, expected to be paid back fairly quickly. Uh, and that's why a lot of people are saying, "There, see, that's another proof that you know things are supposed to be moving forward." Um, I don't know what the timing is on it. Can't confirm that, but um, it was basically uh, uh, done under the auspices of, as you just said it, an emergency issue of funds on a humanitarian basis because of all the refugees. Okay. Um, then about Denarcor, I, I just checked, and their site's down. Now, maybe because there are 5,000 people hitting it and it's going down, but it's closed. I mean, it's, it's offline right now. Um, but my question is, on Denar Court, so you have no information. You don't know if there are lawsuits filed. You don't know anything. It's just that you were told to take down the banner? Or what did I miss? Or no, did, did I miss anything? We got, we, we got a notification asking us 
It was just a communication that said, would you please remove our banner today? That's all we know. You know, nothing more than that. Nothing more. Okay. And you all don't really say this could be a very positive thing. It could be this is over, right? It could be a drawing up of the dinar. Dan? Well, it could be. That would be an accurate thing. I've already put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Um, Hold on one second. I'm reading something. Okay, I can read it. I'm going to read you exactly what we got. This was sent late last night. It says, please be advised that the Corp has terminated its relationship with our advertising company. As a result, effectively, immediately, our advertising company must discontinue any and all advertising on their behalf on your website. Uh, please remove all banners and advertisements pertaining to Dinar Corp. That's all we got. Now you guys have 100% of what we got. That two sentences is all we got after all these years. Huh. And but there are other sites that are saying that there was a civil lawsuit that was filed that but no one knows anything about it. Not criminal, they haven't seized anything. It's just was a civil lawsuit. So you have not heard that or you have just not been notified of that. You know, I'll, I'll say this. If we haven't and I, I wouldn't believe anything out there right this moment because I'm I think me and Gary both are a little bit shell shocked that uh, we got a two sentence situation uh, some people get so paranoid about legalities, they won't get on the phone whatsoever. And if it's just paranoia, then okay, I'll, I'll just agree that you were not being very intelligent by not calling. But to me, when you've done this much business with someone, and we really have thrown out and met with and believe in these guys, to give me no more than these few sentences knowing we have a call coming up, very, very disrespectful. Um, and so to leave us to make up our own story, I won't do that. We're just giving you guys exactly what we got. And we had to move to the news at hand, as we were saying, and say, you know what, this may be negative for them. It may be negative for ourselves. But it uh, it does not uh, carry any weight for the dinar, in my point. It doesn't, it doesn't tell me the dinar is bad, the investment is bad, or that it just got longer. If anything, it tells me it may have just got shorter and prepare yourselves. And that's the best I can lean on, you know. Okay, I appreciate that. I, I like that. I, I can live with that. That's okay. Just wondering. I just because um, as I say, that's out there, and I'm sure you all may or may not be a, you know familiar with it. But anyway, we'll just take it one moment at a time and see what goes on. Thank you very much. All right, no problem. And our next caller is coming in from five zero three. Five zero three. Hi. Um, Thanks for taking my call. Um, this question is to, I guess, both of you, whichever one wants to answer. Um, you'll have to excuse my, uh, the question is a little bit based on my ignorance. I've listened to some of the recordings you have and some of your live stuff and uh, trying to kind of keep up with just the kind of the business news. And from what I understand from basically from all the talk of um, economists saying that and Reuters and whoever regarding, you know, between September and November, you know, the the uh, issues with the banks that we possibly could be having. And then um, with all that going on, is is everything that kind of discussed based on the information you receive, it's kind of just maybe speculation that if that does happen between September and November, that, you know, an RV could happen or, you know, along with Iraq and having its tariffs, 
and if we have a somewhat of a you know Greece style issue with the banks and is, is it just purely just kind of just right now based on the information you have just speculation of what could happen this year if there would be a revaluation or we could find ourselves going into 2016 with you know nothing that did happen this year or to even maybe 2017 and still nothing if that question made sense I am Dan. Can you does it make? Do you understand what he's asking? I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, I, mean, I think I am, but I don't. I, I don't believe that's possible. I mean, well, you're asking. You're asking about 2016, 2017. Um, could things continue to skirt further out? And I, that's what I'm hearing more than anything in your question. And I don't. I don't believe that's what we're looking at at all. We either have a situation in Iraq where they need to get it together, need to have their finances and their you know payments out there, or what? You know, it's um. It's a little strange just to think that they could keep doing this. You know what I mean? What, would you say based based on the information you have today, what has been different this year in comparison to kind of last year or the year before that when based on what was going on with that country and based on the currencies and everything else that went on that would show oh, man that you're talking, that's, that's an, happened. That's an hour plus yeah. answer. Then the, the easiest way to answer that is go back – a year from this last May, they didn't even have a government in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so in, in you you go back to when a body was finally elected, not this May, a year ago May, he's put in office. And in less than a year, or I should say a little over a year, he accomplished more than Maliki did in 10 years. He seated the government. They put into place a lot of the new laws and regulations and guidelines. Um, that he's got a functioning cabinet. Um, their whole um, banking system has been restructured. They've negotiated all of the conditions for the completion of the, um, uh, the, the, the Paris Club Agreement or the Paris Accord. Um, and they've basically set up uh, agreements with um, uh, the Kurdistan region, which was the oil and gas laws, and put those in place. Um, they started making payments, but again, the issue of payments, they're struggling with the changing value of their oil, which has put them behind. They also had a, uh, a shortfall on their budget that they had to deal with, so they're dealing with those things. But think about this. I mean, they're talking about implementing their um, tariffs, their taxes, um, and they've, during this whole time, had to deal with ISIS, which they didn't have to deal with three years ago. So they've been moving forward, accomplished a whole lot, and they also, another factor that I would look at in a positive is when you realize that Canada and a number of other countries, Korea and, um, you know, China are all investing in the country from a position of it being a, a place, you know, the next growing spot. So that changed as of a year and a half ago. Well, you get, so you've got a whole lot of governmental stuff, Gary, as well, that is, that is upgraded and been moved together. Some of the things they're trying to accomplish inside the country, the thing with, with, with the ISIS has made a huge difference. Even the, even the flow of uh, foreign troops that are now in that country. I mean, there's, there's so much difference when you said that. I thought, what? You've got to be kidding me. How could you ask that question? It's like asking us how much, how much darker is black than white? I mean, this country is that much different than it was a year ago. There's so much news into what's going on. That Was that a trick question, or are you with the Fed trying to get us to screw up on something, or what? 
<laughs> no, not to screw up on anything. <laughs> it's uh, basically, it's kind of, because, you know, throughout the years, um, you know, there's always been something that's been looked on as what could possibly would create an, uh, an RV. So here we have another bunch of situations, circumstances that has come about. And based on that, how strong would actually an assumption or speculation that an RV could happen this year or something that could still continue on being dragged out to 2016 to even possibly 2017? And that was pretty much basically the type of, que- the type of question it is, just on just mostly speculation, even though the progression that the country has had. And, and I, I wasn't trying to make fun of you, bud, but it, it's funny. I'm going to have to just <laughs> I'm going to have to say this. There are some boards out there, and I won't mention their names directly because you guys know we know them very well. <clears throat> There's some boards out there that give these calls every two days on how this is happening, that's happening, and my banker, and my contact, and my, 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 this. And it never, ever, ever comes even close to true. We, we come on here, we give a, a, a whole array of things that are going on with news updates and all these things that everybody can actually verify. And we just try to speculate that it might be close because of these things. Nobody will ever question this guy and what he does. And that's hilarious to me. I know you guys aren't part of his group, which is why I'm saying this, because the people that are over there got to have some damage at this point. Probably damage is why they're there. But um, they never get any proof. They never get any truth. They never get anything whatsoever that has to do with anything real. And there's never any, can you tell us anything that has to do with proof? Nah, they never ask about anything. But over here, we try to give out the best we can according to the news, and, and you aren't doing nothing wrong. But then some people say, well, can you give us some explanations or some really good uh, <clears throat> um, scenario, scenario, uh, some uh, scenarios of what you're talking about with, with what's new at the government, what's better, why should it be coming up? And so it's interesting that our members actually really want some details of factual things because that's what we try to bring. But yet other boards – they can be wrong every two days. They never ask them for proof or facts. They're just they're just happy as a loon when they get off the call. And I don't mean loon as a there's a, a pun here, but they're just happy as a loon when they get off to that somebody told them it's still happening tomorrow. So it's just kind of I, that's what I was thinking of as you were asking this question. I'm going, where's this guy coming from? Is he like with the Fed trying to get us to screw up or something? But uh, anyway, no. I do appreciate no. the question, but I just wanted you to understand where I was coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I understand what you're referring about the other boards, and it's it's definitely nothing like of that sort, and all that. A lot of like what you mentioned is hopeism that I think people try to grab on to, almost like kind of yeah. like rolling the dice and hoping that they get the numbers, you know, and get there, which is unfortunate because that uh, that could be a very much an emotional roller coaster. Oh, man. No, my thing, my, my my thing was just basically, you know, there is changes that's gone on, and. Uh, you know, the possibility of this coming about soon is, you know, probable based on, you know, the new situation circumstances are coming. And so with the information you guys have, does it, you know, does it kind of help pinpoint or is it just, again, just what we could do is just kind of speculate based on the uh, circumstances that have been, that have now progressed and what's cha- and what's changed. So that's, that's kind of just been my question. And, you know, is it possible we could still go into 2016 to even 2017 despite you know, even though they do have a government, even though they do set these tariffs, even though they do all these things, they still don't, you know, turn turn the switch. And that's kind of that's kind of just been my question. Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, bud. Thank you. And you know, our number keeps growing as we continue to go, but there's uh, only five more left. <laughs> 
even though he did three from the last five? More or less. <laughs> yep. That's all I can see is five, but I think there's more in there. No, there is more in there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, let's do – this is the best way to do it. We'll do 727, if you'll be patient, 817, 719, and 337. So that's the next four. And uh, we can end it after that. So let's start with 727. 727, you're on. Yeah, 727. hey, Dan and Gary. Yeah, yeah this hey. is – hi, this is Lesser G. Um, I'm a little confused, too. I didn't hear the whole call. I'm going to have to re-listen to it. But um, we had just placed an order, me and my daughter, on Monday – and I had it delivered for guaranteed delivery for Wednesday with the post office. And when I tracked it, because it's supposed to be guaranteed by 3 o'clock delivery, it was um, it, it came back saying that the business was closed. So I had called, and I had sent them a little email thing, and I haven't had a response back. And then I called a few more times, like everybody else has been saying. And... Um, there's no response, so I don't know. I'm just a little confused right now. But um, I guess in all in all, they would just send the check back to me. So I guess I didn't really lose out on anything, if anything, right? Cause Did you they was, it check really, was it a check you wrote? Yeah, it was a money order. From your bank? No, from the U.S. Postal Service. I would go to my U.S. Postal Service. And I would try to try to get that canceled. Try to get that canceled? You, you only have a couple ways you can protect yourself in something like this, and you need to get that canceled. If it was my bank, I'd be calling my bank on the check. I would tell them I was, I was dealt in a fraud situation. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'm telling everybody this because I don't have nothing besides those two sentences you heard me read. And it really does annoy me when I hear someone like yourself saying, me and my daughter bought from this company. And a lot of that is because we all believed in this company. And I don't know why that they've shut down. I don't know why that they're not answering people's stuff. But I immediately would protect my family and say, look, I've been involved in a fraud. They're not shipped. I shipped my product off. I had this done. The chance is they have not cashed it yet. If they have cashed it, then the post office can come back on whoever cashed it, and they may be able to attach to a bank account or something on your behalf. And I, I have done this. So I would immediately go to my post office today if possible. Tell them what's okay. going on and see where you can go from there. All right, awesome. If All anybody right, else has advice. been involved with a check, if anybody else has been involved, I know you can't do credit cards or, or bank cards, but whatever level you've paid, try to get that reversed. I don't care if it was a week or two ago. If, since we're not hearing anything, try to do your best to recover your money. <clears throat> and if we can do anything, obviously we will, but I don't think there's much we can do. I think you need to uh, contact these people on your behalf. Go to your agencies that helped you get the money to them and say, this is fraud, what can I do? They may tell you, you know, that uh, you, you can't do anything. But they may say, well, we'll just put a stop on this and we'll see if we can refund it to you. So that's the best thing I would do or, or recommend to anyone. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your advice. Yep, no problem. And I, I wrote your number down. I've got someone I'm going to call on this. And if I come up with anything better than that, I'll give you a call. Or the, okay, one of the great. Girls, well. Okay. Great. I like Very good. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Our next caller is from 817. Hey, guys. Um, I, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot a question a while ago, but uh, I've been meaning to ask you guys for weeks that uh, I've never heard you guys comment on the uh, precious metals depository that the governor of Texas is setting up here 
and from what I've read, it would be the only the second one in the world, and that it sounds to me like a pretty good thing to be a part of as long as you have confidence in the governor of Texas. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, any any government agency, participant, politician, whatever you want to call it, I think they're the dirt under my boots. I don't I don't trust any of them, period. Or any of them that would even run for that kind of a position. So and I'm not trying to be funny, but you're, the first thing you said is, you know, can you trust them? I, I think te- Texas is doing its best to uh, separate itself from uh, a, a worse hole, if you would, the, the, the 50 states, and do their best at the Federal Reserve saying we want our X, which they're not going to receive, but they're trying to separate themselves from part of the government. doesn't make them any better than the government they're separating themselves from, <clears throat> but they're trying to protect themselves financially. Abraham talked about how we were going to see um, a shifting in the positions of the states around the U.S., and we had many calls upon how you can figure out what state you live in, what position it's in. There are some that stand on its own. Some are under the, the Fed situation. Um, some are better than others, obviously. Texas is making its move. That's another part of those things. It's kind of like the gentleman that asked, you know, what's different this year from last year? And, and I'm not picking on that question, but <clears throat> there's a lot. But what's different in our country from this year to last year? There's a lot. Um, unfortunately, we don't see a lot of it. And that's one of those things that we also can't talk about. But I'm going to tell you, that's a, I think Texas is doing what it's going to do. I think what they're doing, they're going to achieve. And I think that's the beginning. There'll be, there'll be a lot more to that. And if I lived in Texas, I'd be a part of that. Okay. And let, just let me reiterate re, uh, here or, or clarify. Um, you did say, and I'm, a, I'm of the opinion, he's going to request that uh, that $1 billion worth of gold bullion back, and they're going to tell him, I don't know what, but he's not going to get that back, is he? I don't believe so, no. No, I don't think so either. And then that's going to... But the Fed doesn't have any gold, so that, that, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, yeah. They, they just made a Texas. public statement last week saying that, you know, the Fed... Yellen said, that, I don't know what you're talking about, the Fed hasn't had gold in... Since 19, whatever it was, I want to say 60-something or 57, but it's been a long time since we claimed we had gold. That kind of made me scratch my head. I thought, isn't that what the, this Fed note I'm holding says it's backed by? So you, didn't, you haven't had it. Why do you keep printing it? So, but those answers we know don't really go anywhere. They fall on deaf ears. So, right. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a Texas Tech, uh, not Texas Tech, uh, University of Texas uh, endowment and a teacher's Texas retirement fund uh, endowment, and for them, somebody's going to want to know where that where that bullion is at. Um, so, yeah, when I heard that, I, I thought that's not ever going to happen. But the depository uh, sounds like a good idea. I mean, from what I've read, people are going to come from all over the world um, to to be involved uh, in that. And um, so, anyway, uh, okay, thank you very much once again. No problem. Thank you. Okay, and our next one is 719. 719, you're on. Hi, I just wanted to say something about I I lost about $40,000 in value through doing reserves. And I remember a year ago, or so, Abraham saying, 
be careful. I feel sorry for those who had it. And it was uh, it was over a year ago. He said it, and I didn't really connect the dots. And if I had switched to the other company that we now no longer have the banner on, at that point I would have 30 in my hand instead of nothing. And so I, my finances has changed recently where I can't even go back and do the level of investing that I was doing. And now I have a little bitty one with the other company that the site's down on. And uh, I have some in hand, thankfully, but it's nowhere near what I was trying to maintain through the leverage. And so we had warning. And, you know, it's like I sent you two boats in a helicopter when the guy who was drowning went to heaven and God sent him different things, if you know that joke. But it doesn't feel like a joke to me. And the long and short of it is if I still get value out of this at the end, which we should, then I'll, I'll basically, it was still a good investment. I just didn't handle it as well as I should have. I didn't do as well for my family. So I'm concerned about the small investment I have with that company, but I just wanted to say we were told by him a while back, I feel sorry for, that was his words, I feel sorry for those who have reserves. Make sure you hold it. And so that's, that's kind of where we're at. And I hope nobody's lost more with this new situation. I hope it's more of a, a shutdown pre, pre-revalue, but get what you can get and hold on to it. And I'm, I actually sold two last year at the end of the year to get liquid, and I thought I'm being smart. I'll just do more reserves to balance it back out. And I don't have that either, so I'm down $2 million over what I was holding. So, anyways, I just wanted to say that I'd heard that from him at that point, and there was warnings out there. You just got to listen to what's being said. And, um, and hopefully we don't have any more of those warnings. This thing will just go on and be done with. So that's all. I just wanted to make a comment. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you recognizing it, too. But we all make bad mistakes. Some people want to blame somebody else immediately. Um, sometimes we just got to take our licks, you know, and I've definitely been on that side of the fence. So, but appreciate what you said. And Gary, there's only, you can see how many besides that one person. So if you want, well, want to just take you these. Want to add the last two? Okay. Yeah, 202 and 734, you're the last two. So, right. but there's still 337. But we might as well do all three of you. So since we've gone this long, a lot of people dropped three, off, three, which is good. All right. 337, John. 337. When we finally got to them, they fell over. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Let's give them a few more seconds here. 337. Nope. Wow. Okay. 202. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Hi, Dan and Gary. Thank you very much for taking my call, and I really appreciate it. I was not one of the ones that fell off on the previous five. <laughs> um, I just want to say I actually agree with the lady that called the young lady that called and said that she was actually going to go to um, Dinar Corp and actually exchange um, one of theirs you know exchange a Dinar for, for from them and that's actually what I was going to do too because I had reserves there which doesn't even matter how much but uh, that's, that's funny how she says that because that's kind of what I was thinking was I was going to go there opposed to go to a bank and, and exchange it because I, I agree with her saying that the banks are kind of hurting at, at, at this time. Well, that's one of the things we all planned on, remember? I mean, we were told even the lineup situation, there was a benefit for being with what we're doing, and I like the association that we had with this whole thing. So to hear it go the way it's going is kind of strange, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, uh, 
Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Uh, I just want to thank no, no. you guys and uh, appreciate everything you guys have done. And and um, I've only been on uh, I've only been on with you guys for like four months now, but I really appreciate it. And I've learned a lot, and and I continue to learn a lot from you guys, and I really appreciate it. And thank you very much. All right, bud. Thank you. Thank you. Seven three four, you're on. Seven three four. Oh, hey, thank you for taking my call. I think we all think in the same way, cause unless I'm just getting paranoid, too, because I absolutely maybe would have went and uh, to the bank and just did a $25,000 $25, note, but I was going to go to a dealer and uh, and uh, cash money in that way because they'll know it's the real money and then wire you the money and stuff or however they were going to do it. So. I think it's just ironic that uh, even though they're saying it's a civil uh, case with Denar Corp and, uh, you, you know, and the other one, Denar Banker, but those are now the two, two biggest uh, dealers. And why would the uh, FBI or, or whatever agency it is be interested in a civil thing? It, it, it seems like it's more to the story. Either they're trying to just grab the money, because really all it did is hurt the people who were buying the nuts, who have reserves reserves and things of that nature. It hurt the business, but it, yet and still, uh, they was able to capture a lot of money, and a lot of people lost money because it was a lot of money going back and forth. So it seemed like it's more to the story. Uh, story to me, you know, and they didn't, they don't want us to go to these dealers to re, to do our exchange. Plus, they want to get the money. They want to get the denier and the money from the people. I mean, from the dealers. Just, just so you know, when it comes to it, like you're talking about the civil claim, uh, if your civil claim is for something that can lead to a possible suspicion of felony, you could get the Fed involved and the, the or the FBI involved. They could go over. They could do an investigation, even if they don't find what they thought they were going to find. They can now find other things because they have probable cause. And so the civil case may be what we're hearing about, but we don't know that that's what's going on. Okay. Well, that's but the story. It's the same thing. They stopped it. A person would be crazy to go uh, get denied or uh, exchange it. I mean, uh, as far as wiring money or uh, uh, doing a check by the Internet, if you can't go in, go to a place, actually buy your denies and take them back with you, then that's just shut down everything because nobody will uh, uh, wire their money to them again or mail them money. No. That, that just shut this whole system down. Even if they let both of them go and said, sorry, there was really nothing wrong with them, nobody will ever work with them again. Well, you know. I mean, some people will, but none of us will. You'd be too scared to because you don't know when your money, because, see, a lot of people's money was floating. I had had uh, friends that uh, was in the midst of getting uh, getting their uh, denies and everything, sent the money. That's a lot of people lost money, a lot of money that was just taken without getting denies. So, what, you know, if they did it to, uh, to deny banker and then deny corp, then you don't know when they go, will do it again, and even if they open them back up, you don't know when they can come back again. So that would, unless you can go into a place, an actual place, and go get it in hand and leave with it, why would you trust it? Yep. 
But I know one thing, it cured me. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm still hoping it works out good. I'm I'm being uh, trying to be optimistic yet. I'm going to give it the weekend. I don't like I don't like how he did you though. I don't like uh, you know if you didn't had a relationship with somebody and they and you didn't stuck up for him and all this over and over and over again all these years and that's all you get. Then I you know you can't do business with people you don't trust. I agree. I agree. It's like a bad husband. You just keep it moving uh, because they, uh, he, <laughs> right. Yeah, so then right. I know your husband. You can't say that. No, my husband is, well, I've been married twice, so when I say bad husband, <laughs> I think about my, my first one, not my second one. Oh, boy. No, but, uh, uh, no, 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 you don't do people like that. You don't do right. that. Uh, I'm kind of mad, but that's okay. I'll get over I, it. I can tell. <laughs> Okay, then. Well, that's all. I just wanted to put my little two cent in, and I'll take my two cent out and, and say thank you very much, both of you guys. All right. Thanks. Okay. You know, to everybody, I mean, we're not, and I know you guys know this, I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're frustrated where we're, what we're having to look at here. It's, it's a little frustrating right now to figure out what's what. But uh, the dinar, and, and no, we can't do all those, Gary. Uh, and I'm telling you guys, since we said there's only X amount in there, there's, a very, very, very long list. When we can't see any more people, then we know it's into the tens or fifteens or whatever it is. And we just—I wish we could take them because—and we've been here two hours. But I wish we could take them just because I know a lot of people are frustrated. And I love. Sometimes you just want to vent. Sometimes you just want to have your say. And I believe me, I understand that. Um, but right now, as a wrap up for this week, as we go into the weekend coming up on Monday, I mean, it, it's been a shocker. I'm still a little bit dumbfounded myself because I really didn't see this coming. And uh, it's, it's more about the fact that, you know, if this revalues tomorrow, then let's all go on this premise. Let's say this revalues Monday morning. What were you going to do? What was I going to do? What was Gary going to do? Many of the people that are sitting, what were we going to do? Well, we had a deal with one of the dealers, and I don't think he can control this. I'm not saying he reneged or he backed out on it, but we had something we were going to do, a plan of action. And now that plan of action has been completely disturbed. We can no longer do what we said we were going to do. Now we've got to start looking at the banks. And why was this actually done? And how much longer is it going to take? Maybe this is the ending. Maybe, maybe this is how close we are. I don't know. But I know now it leads us into that quandary of what, what's actually going on and what can we really count on at this point. Well, we will be here for sure as long as we can be, as long as we can be here. Um, I don't see that becoming an issue. Um, it's going to be difficult what you're going to hear across the dinar world this weekend because a lot of people are going to speculate without any information or any intelligence. And I do believe we had some of both on, on this company and the last one. And so I feel a little bit better on that level. Um, I've gotten calls from them even afterwards, which made us feel pretty, pretty decent about the whole thing. I'm talking about Banker. But uh, right now I'm waiting on this one from uh, what's going on with Dinar Core. Hopefully by Monday we can clean this up a little bit. But I don't think it's going to get better Monday. But I don't think Monday they're going to say, oh, it was an accident. We're going to be open Tuesday. I don't think that's not what's coming. But what is coming? Why was it actually done this way? I don't know. So as far as the news, I think the news looks good. We outlined some things we believe make this even look more positive, and it wasn't for that reason. It's just because that's the way it seems. So we'll go from there. Gary, anything in closing? Uh, hey, I'm just waiting and watching. And I'll leave it at that. Hopefully by Monday we'll get more clarification. All right.
Enjoy your weekend. Take care. Yep. Have a good weekend, everybody.